It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton on board for a Wednesday edition of the Get Stuck on Sports Podcast, where we'll be talking a lot of boys and girls basketball, and in particular, uh, after the first segment, Brady will focus a lot on the, the ladies because we had games from uh, the last uh, two nights, and we have the district draws now, and we'll finally start delving into that and looking at that because the ladies' playoffs start next Monday, uh, and that will be officially the kickoff of March Madness. And that should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's Like I said, after the conferences are all wrapped up, I'm like, come on, all right, let's go, let's go. <laughs> hey, time for all the brackets and all the fun stuff. But I, I, still, I still had a couple fun games last night. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I've been ready for a little bit, and um, I, the MAC tournament hasn't really been helping me, and, it, and it's still not helping me. Well, it's fun when – your team is in it. Like you can get up for it a little more and get a little more juice for it when your team's that you cover playing it. But literally every team we cover lost in the first round. So it's like, all right, this needs to be over yesterday. <laughs> hey, but we still have one more conference race, the boys' BWAC conference race, which both teams held serve last night. And yeah, it's going to come down to a few tough games for, for Richmond and Croslex. Yeah. Um, I, you I saw maybe the toughest of. Cross-Lex. Yeah, the, I, I think Cross-Lex, it, it would take a catastrophe for them not to win out. So the real test for Richmond is actually coming up for them uh, on Friday. They, they have the much tougher schedule. Their last three games are against teams that can Top half up and, of the BWAC, and, and right. bite you. It's what, Armada, Yale, and uh, it's Emily City? at Armada, at Yale, and then the makeup game with Emily City, which is a home game. So, so. basically the three best teams not named Cross-Lex. Yeah. So and Croslex goes to North Branch and goes to Algonac, two teams that, quite honestly, they should be able to beat. Right. So we'll get into all of that though, because we'll start with the boys' scores from the last two days coming up next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 
Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with Dennis and uh, Brady, and we'll uh, start with Monday, and we'll get more into Croslex and and what they have to do to win a league title. But they had a non-league game on Monday, um, and they beat uh, Elkton Pigeon Bayport 62-54, to which I would consider a, a, a decent win. I, th- I think Lakers pretty good, um, and we know so. that Cross-Lex is really good. Yes, and, well, since they've lost to Richmond, they've just been on a mission. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, Laker was 13-4, and or 13-3 and before that game. And they're all, they're, they have a win over Brown City. So that's not a, a rollover-and-die team in the thumb. Laker is... What would you say? Con- probably the most consistent thumb program in all sports. Yeah, I mean, like on any you given can count year, on them being solid. They might not be sport. like win a region good, but they're probably going to win more than they lose in any given sport. Like that's just kind of their reputation. Yeah, and that's Brown City's only loss. Yes. So uh, that uh, yeah that that Laker team is, is is pretty solid. And again, an eight point game, so they made Crosslex work for it. Um, Cardinal Mooney uh, Brady. They started the season 5-1. and one. They've now won three out of their last four after beating Plymouth Christian Monday, 75-65. to 65. And their remaining games are Marine City and Bishop Foley. So they have a chance to end the season the way they started it, get that middle portion of the season out of their minds, and be in a right mindset with, with some good footing headed into the postseason. Well, in the win for Cardinal Mooney, Brian Everhart has 29 points. He's made a big difference. Again, is it as, as simple as you lost a really good player? You can't just pull a Brian Everhart out of thin air, and now that he's back, they can get the offense cooking because look at the numbers they're putting up now that he's back. There's not a lot of games in the 40s and 50s. They're starting to get into the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Is that seriously all it was is as much as we try to complicate things? Hey, Brian Everhart's back. They score more like the higher 50s since in the last few wins. Um, well, he's been scoring pretty much 20 a game since coming back. At least what, it seems like that I in understand. the wins. Uh, and, and you know, the teams were taking other things away. And, and let's be honest, Trent Rice is a great ball player, but Trent's – been off shooting this year. And that's, yeah, he hasn't been as utterly dominant, and maybe that's because there's not an Everhart next to him to take some pressure off, and he gets the the red circle on the scouting report. But you're right, you beat Marine City, you beat, actually they play, I believe they have Cabrini in there as well that's not on the schedule, but another winnable game and a chance to really get a few big wins and have some momentum going into the playoffs because, they again, they should win their district. Yeah, so they've won three of their last four, and the only loss in there was a one-point loss to Cranbrook. Mm-hmm. So they've been playing a lot So that Detroit Ola loss where we said they played well has kind of been a turning point, has been that game where, all right, it started to click for them a little bit more. I, I would agree with that. Mount Morris beat Peck 58-49. to 27 of Mount Morris's 58 was scored by a kid named Ryan Brim. So apparently you, you need to get a hand in his face. Um, usual suspects for, for Peck, uh, Brady Babcock had 13, Cal Heaton had 10, and Dalton Semph had uh, 9. Peck has still been having a, a real good uh, season, but uh, they, they ran into a, uh, a good player on uh, Monday night. Uh, Deckerville beats Marlette 55-49, to and Merritt beats Canton Prep. My kind of game, 69-68 to 68 
was the final in that one. Which takes us to last night. You want to start in the MAC, or do you want to go right to the uh, the BWAC? Uh, let's start in the MAC. We usually do that. Okay. And I want to start the big story. Uh, the Jamesons are feeling a little better right now. Yeah, they had a touch of the flu the last time I saw them, and it looked like it. And now it seems if if they're not a hundred percent healthy, I don't want to know what a hundred percent healthy looks like. <laughs> they beat Roseville on the road, ninety-one to seventy-eight in regulation. Think in regulation in thirty-two minutes of basketball, Northern scored ninety-one points. And and I want to throw this in because they're playing without um, Amir Moreland. Amir Moreland. And Luke Maher didn't play for, I think, the second straight game. That's more than nine points out of their lineup. <laughs> so you're, you're looking at potentially uh, they could have scored 100. Yeah, Tyler Jamison, 38 points, 17 rebounds, 8 assists. Alex Jamison, 22 points, 5 assists. The Jamisons combined for 60 points. Throw in Cam Haru, 16, and those three scored 76. Roseville scored 78. There's a reason why we're so excited, and we weren't really worried when they dropped a few games. No. But, I mean, come on. That's that's a way to tell everyone that maybe what didn't know about uh, some of the sickness goes, calm down. We're fine. See, we went into a good Roseville team, and... Scored 91 points, which has to be near a school record for regulation. I would think so. Like, I can't remember a Northern team getting into the 80s. Oh, I know back like. Prior to this era. Like, I know the Marysville record was set in like the 60s or 70s, and it's like 98 or something because you go back and look at some of the, the team scoring records, a lot of them were in the like 60s, 70s where it was well, just before they had gun. Before they had running time, too. Yeah, it, but it was just run and gun, run and gun, up and down, no defense. And then then and, everyone started to tighten up a little and, bit. And teams probably carried fewer players on their roster, so starters played longer. It's going to be – I think it's going to be kind of similar how in 25 years everyone's going to look at scoring records for eight-man and it's going to be between like 2010 and 2020. <laughs> and people are going to be going, what, did no one play defense? And it's like, well, not really. Yeah, in the beginning they – they were trying to figure out how to. Exactly. But Northern gets a, I don't know, a reassuring win, I guess is the way to put it. A calm down, guys. We got this win uh, over Roseville, 91-78. And, and they get Dakota and Marysville are their last two regular season games. I don't. This is why I don't like the MAC thing because I don't like playing Dakota when you might face them again in the district, you know, in another week and a half. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, there's downfalls, but everyone knows apparently enough of them like it to do it. Because um, if they if they blow them out a hundred to fifty, then it takes out any thrill of a district game. Oh, I don't think so. I think that gym will st still be. Yeah, but but on everybody's the edge of everybody's seat. expectations will be. Oh, we we just murdered them. We're gonna do it again. All right. Here's a disappointing loss. Lampfear beats Port here on 45-40. Now, I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't look up. I, I don't know how Lampfear is doing this Not year. Not great. They're, they finished, I think, second in the bronze, and I think they're about 10-10 and 10 overall. Yeah. So this is a game that, uh, especially the way PH has played this year, I don't know, do, do they have a league championship hangover? And if they do, better they get it out of their system now because the, when the district starts, it's going to be a tough district right? because you know who they've got to go through to win it. Yes, yes. And as much as I was giving them praise for the Romeo loss where, hey, you played with a Mac White team, played really well, you then drop one to a Mac Bronze, which, again, from the we've always said from the top of the silver to – uh, the middle of the Mac White, the lower part of the Mac White, it's not that much of a difference. The back, the bottom of the Mac White is better, but a lot of those sides are competitive, and this kind of shows it. You almost knock off a Mac White team, and you turn around and you lose to a Mac Bronze team. Yeah, it just—I don't know. That's one. That I guess I'd be more concerned if they got murdered, but the forty-five to forty, it was a competitive game. Yeah, but still, you—you you should. 
that's a game Port Huron should win, and I know they have it in them to do it because I saw if they played as well as they played in the Max Silver season, they win this game by 10, 15 points. I like that Marysville scored 63. I really don't like that they gave up 70 to Hazel Park. Yeah, that's something they hadn't done in a while is give up a, a ton of points. They had really kind of clamped down defensively, and it's a little disappointing for Marysville. Obviously, you score that many points, you're going to have a few high scores. As Sorry, I'm trying to pull this up right now. Uh Makai Radford had 13, Cole Horan 14, Teddy Posios with 15. So I don't know if they've had three players in double digits at all this season, but glad to see that happen. But, yeah, can't give up 70 points if you if you want to win because this might be the most they've scored in the game. I have to go back unless yeah. they scored more in that first Marine City game. So, really, Radford makes that big of a difference for their offense. Yeah. Yeah, I – I mean, I'm telling you, if he had played all year long, he would have been a guy we talked about as one of these fun young guys. Seriously, this again, this is the kid. He started last year's season on the freshman team for Marysville, and by the end of the season, wasn't not only starting on the varsity, doing so in a district game, but playing that, the most important minutes and getting the ball when they needed it. This year, he came into the season hurt, and the minute he came back, the first game I saw him, he made a big difference. This is a kid that, uh, if he's a stock, it's low by now, because if you get 22 games of Makai Radford Next year, with a lot of the senior talent leading, leaving, we'll be talking about him like an all-area player next year if he continues this progression. And, and we got, we'll get a couple of years of him. Yes, because he's only a sophomore. Yeah, so that's fun. St. Clair beats Clawson 57-49. to That's not the big story from the night. The big story is Braylon Essien sets the single-season three-point record for St. Clair. Not surprised by that no. news. He actually... Uh, was in a little bit of a slump for him, so it took him a little longer. But 57 three-pointers in a season, and he did it before the extra two games, so we don't have to put the asterisk <laughs> by Which it. Which I wouldn't have no, anyways. But he blows by that, and he has at least, what, three more games left, if you include the districts. So he breaks the record, and he's going to put a little distance between himself and second place. I think it's an appropriate night to do it because when we get to our games, we're going to be talking about it's the night of the three-pointers. Yes, indeed. But uh, congratulations to him. He's the, I guess, the poster child this year of a senior taking the next step because he was a nice player last year. You you could count on him to bring in minutes off the bench, but he didn't do anything great. Like, yeah, he could shoot, but he didn't stand out. And this year, he's taken that step forward. And he's as much of a reason why St. Clair's had the success they've had and was in the thick of a league title race as anyone else. And, yeah, he's the kind of guy that coaches talk about or we talk about when we're going, hey, we're not sure what's going to happen. Who's going to be the – next year we're going to say, who's the, going to be the Braylon Essien mm-hmm. of this season? Who's going to do it for what team? And – he has not only been a nice part, but a record-breaking season for that young man. Big congratulations to him. Can't take that away from him. Now, Marine City was uh, looking for uh, a second win, but they fall to Clintondale 59-31. to uh, Lincoln beat Anchor Bay 86-39. to Lincoln is good. Yes. <laughs> uh, Gross Point South over New Haven 62-50 to to round out the MAC scores. In the BWAC, again, Croslex and Richmond, if they win out, they finish in a tie. Technically, Croslex is a half game ahead because Richmond yeah, had right, a, right a postponement. R- Richmond's got an, an extra game to, to make up and play. So they went to North Branch, which we thought maybe could be a tricky game, and it was not a tricky game for the Blue Devils. They won 67-38, to 38, so uh, a, a pretty decisive win on the road for them against a North Branch team that's been playing a lot better. Yeah. Uh, yes, and they actually, when you look at it, they have like the same record as Almont. But real quick, before we get to your game, um, I wanted – oh, they didn't have final stats for me. Sorry. Um, go ahead. But, yeah, looking North Branch and Almont, we kind of think about them in two different ways, but they have very similar records. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Croslex 
looking to keep pace and keep their half-game lead for now, uh, knowing that they if they win out in league, they can't do worse than a tie. And th- they were good last night. Uh, you know, Trey Kalakovich kind of got off to a slow start, but by halftime he was starting to heat up. And in the, the third quarter he couldn't be stopped. And he scored 26 last night, uh, Brady, and knocked down five three-pointers in the game. And Croslex won 74-51 to at Elmont. The Pioneers made nine threes. The Raiders made eight to kind of hang around for a little while. So 17 three-pointers made in this uh, game. 26 for Kolakovic. Zach Kretsch had 18. He had uh, eight in the first quarter and was kind of the only guy making any baskets for both teams. Both teams missed a lot of open looks. In the, I mean, good looks. But the looks kept coming, and eventually they started going in and, and making uh, shots. Donovan McDonald had eight points. Everybody played. You want to know who had the, the best three- or four-minute stretch? Cody Mativier, they they put him in in the third quarter and he scored four points. They actually ran plays for him and he scored two really nice buckets back to back. And then they they took him out so that Vanderbeek could get some playing time. And you know, uh, Landon Butler knocked down two threes. I mean, it, 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 at the end of the night when when they win by twenty three, you, you you can kind of lose sight of that. Right. But he hit him. You know, at times in the game where it had been it, a it, foregone conclusion, it it, it 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 the game was still you know, Almont could, could make a run here. You know, well, so. something about Almont's gym that uh, Croslex likes because last night they score the uh, seventy four. Last year they scored seventy two, and that's when Slanik had I think like thirty four. Yeah. In Almont. So they've scored the last two trips to Almont. They've scored like 150 points. Oh. Clay Rzeski hit four threes for Almont. He's the best kept secret in the area. And he had uh, 14, which is actually about uh, five, six points below his average. At least it seems like yeah. every time we talk about well, it. Well, I mean, when, when I talk to, to Ross, um, you know, he's like he, he's averaging 20 points a game for us. Right. So, I mean. I'm, I'm going to take the coach's word for it. Sully Slaga, which is just a great name. Uh, he had done nine points in the game, and he knocked down a three in the first half. Uh, I, I thought they were going to tear the school down. The, the student <laughs> section went so crazy for it. But a lot of kids got to play. A lot of kids scored in this uh, game. Uh, actually, everybody played for Elmont, and only three kids on their roster failed to score a point in the game. Uh, and... Everybody played for um, Croslex, including Cameron Saunders, who he's been scored getting, four points. He's been getting some minutes with uh, with with injuries and players out, so he's he was put in the Richmond game only for a few minutes, but asked to to keep the boat steady, and he's done a nice job. Him and Nolan Campbell have both come up, and again, when you're a JV guy coming up in these situations, all that you're being asked to do is hey. Give us some minutes, let the guys get rest, and you don't have to do anything spectacular. Just keep keep the score where it's at. Yeah, uh, and the, the Pioneers were, were consistent all night. Their big quarter was the second. They scored 26 in the second, um, and Elmont's big quarter was the fourth. They got 21 to, you know, really at the end of three, the game was over. It was right. 57-30. Right. I was in Yale for a game that won't affect the champion of the BWAC, but will have some lasting implications. Emily City and Yale in the same district. Uh, so this could affect who gets the two seed behind Croslex. Emily City 8-9, and nine, Yale 13-5. and five. But I think the records are deceiving because I bet you if you flip the two team schedules, they'd have about the the record their opponent has. Like yeah. if, if Emily City was playing Yale's schedule, they'd probably have 13, 14 wins. And if Yale played Emily City's schedule, they might be hovering around 500. Emily City had gotten Yale in Emily City before. And, uh, well, 
Apparently, Emily City likes Yale's gym because they were shooting the lights out. You want to talk about three-pointers. Emily City hit 10 three-pointers in the win, including four from Greg Polishek, which I, I'm hoping I say the name right. But 16 points for Greg Polishek, and he wasn't even the leading scorer. Xander Nash, the sophomore with 27 points, he hit three threes. He did a little bit of everything. And when this crop of seniors goes away next year, when everyone from Crossex, everyone from Richmond, everyone from Armada goes to college, goes past high school, Xander Nash is going to be standing there going, I'm going to be one of the dudes now. Yeah. There, cause, He's well, already one of the dudes. He I'll is. I'll tell you what, he played a lot of minutes as a freshman last he year. He did. But he gets lost in a little bit because there is so much senior talent. And this game next year could be a big one. But MLA City knocks off Yale 63-48, despite Yale also hitting seven three-pointers in the loss. Excuse me, six three-pointers in the loss. But it was MLA City just, they couldn't miss. Xander Nash showed off what he can be in the superstar potential he has for MLA City. He had 27. For Yale, Jackson Kohler had 14. Connor Jakubiak had 13. Ryan Monarch had 8. They just couldn't get the stops. Like, they were scoring 48 points is about enough, especially when you power down midway through the fourth quarter. But they just couldn't stop MLA City. And part of it was, yeah, they hit some tough shots, but a lot of the threes they hit were wide open. Polishek would go in the corner, and they'd have MLA City have very patient, monotonous possessions where they're passing around, and you're going, oh, my God, they're not getting anywhere. And somehow Polishek would end up open in the corner. They'd get it to him, bang, hits a three. And MLA City led this one wire to wire, and it was a, it was a statement win for MLA City on the road, a very impressive win for the Spartans. Um. Question here because I uh, lately I've been seeing a lot of BWAC basketball and I yeah. know you've seen a lot of BWAC basketball. Is cross legs rubbing off on people? Because I I feel like a lot of teams are running similar stuff that cross legs runs, uh, and, and like you talk about the long possession where they and then all of a sudden the guys open to pop a three. That sounds like cross legs to me. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to actually watch the film to know if the X's and O's reflect that. But uh, just, hey, a lot of stuff in coaching and no matter what sport, it, you borrow it from other people. It's hard to have an original thought coaching in any sport nowadays. You take some what someone else is doing and you put your own tweak on it and you usually take it from successful teams. But, no, MLA City's a solid team. I just don't think they have the consistency this year. But if they played like they played last night, night in and night out, I guarantee you they wouldn't be a 500 ba- basketball team right now. Um I wouldn't want to play MLA City in the district. Uh, Yale is going to be one of those teams that we talked about, I think, last show, brings a lot of their scoring back. You look who scored for them. Uh, Jackson Kohler, 14, freshman. Connor Jakubiak, 13, junior. Ryan Monarch, 8, junior. Bringing a lot of that back. Yale and MLA City could be a big one next year. Uh, but to answer your question about Cross-Lex, I – Again, I probably there's probably a lot of things they're doing that are similar. How similar in a system is it? It's not sure because you know when you're watching a game as a play by play, you can't really dissect the X's and yeah. O's too much unless it's plainly obvious. Yeah. Uh, the other BWAC game Armada took care of business beating Elkinac seventy two thirty four on Friday, weather permitting the rest of this yes. week. Um Armada will host Richmond and that might be the biggest game left on the BWAC schedule. I have a feeling that'll be a really fun atmosphere. Yeah. Because Armada, their gym can be fun to be at, especially when you're sitting above everyone else and kind of looking down at it. And you know those two schools don't have the best fondness for each other. No, they do not. All right. Uh, Deckerville beats Genesee 72-68. I love these high-scoring games. Uh, and New Haven Merritt beat uh, CPS 66-29 to last night. That rounds out the boys' uh, scores. We'll do the ladies' scores next, and then later on we'll take a look at the ladies' draws in the uh, districts. 
Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, we'll go with the uh, girls' scores. Starting with Monday, where Northern put it up on Stevenson, 67-32, to and this I like. Jade Friedman with 20, Charlotte Eastman with 16, Kate Nichols with 15, and Shannon Falkel with 8, and there was more production even after that. It's a nice win. Again, it's a young team getting better. Talk about a team that brings everyone back they lose what one senior and yeah your entire starting lineup comes back how many teams get to really say that's going to happen and you've seen the improvement from the start of the year to the end of the year now hey finish out this year strong tell you what summer's important for a lot of teams but that two three week stretch is going to be really important for port here on northern's girls yeah uh marysville beat romeo on monday 49 to 46 so a tight one there. Uh, Marysville kind of since winning their league title, eh, they they've went, been playing closer games. But they went up to the Mac White and yeah, got another win. Like that's I'm not that, yeah, I'm not complaining about any kind of a victory. I'm I'm just saying that's a game that prepares you for a potential regional match. Yeah. Playing a school what, three times your size? Yeah. 
MLA City, I think, kind of needed a, a feel-good game, and they beat Lance Cruz North 40-29. to And this was a game I was kind of worried the score would be flipped, especially without Lexa 40. Uh, MLA City found their offense and held Lance Cruz North to 29. Yeah, after taking the one on the chin against North Branch, they needed that win, and they needed it bad. That's an impressive win for MLA City against the Mac Red foe. Uh, the only other Monday score, Canton Prep over New Haven Merritt, 33-27. By I, the way, you brought up Lance Cruz North. Um, I don't think it will surprise you to know that Brooke Daniels at uh, Oakland is just going bananas. No, she was just stupid good. Yeah, and the fact that she that she didn't get even bigger looks was shocking to us. Very much so. So I feel vindicated when I see someone going to play at the next level and they're – and I'm like, wow, why is this player under-recruited? And still a D1 off, still Oakland, and she's doing these big things. The other one, not basketball, but it's come up, is Tyler Johnson at Alma, the Cross-Lex grad. He's been like the MIA Pitcher of the Week already this year, and he was a couple times last year. And that was another guy we were just throwing our hands up going, why aren't uh, people – Why this is a guy that can pitch at a higher – he's 6'6 or whatever yeah. and throws heat. Yeah, so when we say this kid should be recruited more and then they go to a school and start dominating instantly, yeah, it makes us feel kind of smart. Yeah. Uh, thanks to those players for yeah. being so good. All right, uh, last night uh, Marine City gets a 34-20 to win over uh, Richmond. Uh, let's give Richmond some credit too because they've been improving. Yeah. Uh, they're not a great team. They're not going to go to that district and win, um, realistically. But it's not the you're not seeing fifty to nine games like we right. were a couple years ago, right? And that's a Marine City team that has done that to other teams. Yes, they can score, and so they were held to thirty four and won the game more with defense than with their offense. North Branch beats Carroll 49-43. to What are you reading into this one? I'm reading that uh, Carroll's pretty good, and this is a potential uh, district matchup. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, but that's another nice win for North Branch. They're stacking these quality wins. What They have two losses, the one to Oxford and the loss against Algonac that threw us all off. But, yeah, North Branch playing some pretty darn good basketball. What actually I take out of this is that was North Branch's worst defensive performance of the year. Wow. Think about that. 43 points. 43 points is like by seven points their worst defensive performance. Actually, five. I think they gave up 38 to Oxford. And that was the worst performance North Branch had defensively. Hey, and you still get the win. They actually put up 49 points, which is a little more than they average because they win the low-scoring slugfest, which aren't pretty, which aren't the, the eye-popping numbers, but they just get the job done, and they get the job done in Cairo before the districts, which will be played in Crosslex. So yeah. they've already done it in enemy territory. Now they'll probably get a chance in neutral territory. So, um, I'm, again... Armada gets the win, 36-33 over Algonac, but I'm going to mention that Algonac is starting to compete um, themselves, and uh, they had the, 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 the surprise win, and then they've had some really tight games with people. They played Yale really tough, and they obviously played Armada really tough. Yeah, and... These two teams could meet again in the district. Uh, Armada actually has earned the buy in that district when we get to next segment. But, yeah, Algonac, the rats are scrappy right now. Yes. <laughs> well, we knew that they had some athletes. Yes, and it's starting to click for them. Them and Elmont some, seemed like at the same time, once they each got their big wins, they, it started to click, and now they're playing much better basketball. Yeah. Uh, Sandusky rolls. They beat Brown City 43-15. to 12 for Brooke Jansen. 11 for uh, Grace Giebert, who's had like four straight games in double figures now. She's suddenly become a scorer for them because that's what they needed, another player doing stuff. Uh, Morgan Taggy with uh, eight. Um, and, uh, again, we'll get more into it, but uh, I'm looking at where Sandusky is at, uh, at KPAC and there's something wrong if they don't win that district. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it. 
Mar- Marlette over Ubley, 37-25. Harbor Beach beat Memphis, 51-16, rounding out the GTC East scores. And uh, up in the NTCL, Merritt beats CPS, 38-37 uh, in a uh, tight uh, ball game. So those were the girls' scores from last uh, night and the last two nights. Uh, and, and again, Really in that, the, the one that just sticks out for me is the one we, we talked about with North Branch and Caro. Uh, I just think that that's a statement win by North Branch saying, hey, look, uh, Caro, you're coming to Crosslex, but people are going to be talking about us, not you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm excited to dive into these brackets because yeah. there's a couple districts where there could be three, four teams that win it. And usually it's it's a two-team race, or can the second-best team upset the best team? There's a few districts where, who, throw, throw the names in the hat and pick one out. So uh, get ready, because Brady is a geek when it comes to the brackets. He is a bracketologist. I love the brackets. Extraordinary. Tournaments are fun. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll let him get into his, uh, his forte here in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-983. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, and we'll uh, we'll start at Division One. Uh, Time Brady. for the brackets. Yes, District Thirty Two. If you want to get technical, 
I, I hate that because when I'm doing the broadcast, I can never remember, especially you get to D2 or D3. Oh, I don't even like, worry about it's it. It's like District 106. It's whatever. Division 3 oh, district. You're going to have to go higher than that. Uh, our, our, the D4 districts are 125, 127, and 128. I think one time, like, Mooney was, like, the very last one, and they were, like, District, like, 160 or something. <laughs> but anyway. In, in D3, the KPAC district is 92. All right. Anyway, <laughs> District 32. District 32. Which they don't match up in order for some reason, which always confuses me. Like in the regionals, District 32 will play District 30. Like you're the you're the ones making the bracket. Just rename them so yeah, they all line I, I, up. I agree, but I I don't I, make those decisions. Like it just take take ten seconds. Don't name the districts and then match them up. Match them up and then name the districts. Anyway. Port Huron uh, will play in the – I don't like calling it a pre-district game because it's still part of the districts, but essentially the pre-district game on Monday, they'll play Lance Cruz North, um, a game they've played before. They'll have a chance to win that one, whether one and one against the Crusaders. Well, I'm just – you know, if you look at everybody's record, and this is very deceptive because you have teams that play in the red and teams that don't. But the team that has, by far and away, the best record is Anchor Bay. And I'd say far and away the favorite is Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, so go, go figure. Um, Anchor Bay is 14-7. And, seven. and that's Nobody who, else has, according to the state, nobody else has more than 11 wins. And that's, uh, that's Northern's draw. They'll play Anchor Bay on the top half of the bracket. The winner of Port Huron and Lance Cruz North plays Dakota. So... Yeah, that's going to be a tough district to get out of. It always is. I just, I don't know. It just annoys me that when Port Huron is really, really good, that's when Dakota's really, really good, and Brooke Daniels is at Lons Cruz North, so they're really, really good. Yeah. Or when Northern has some solid teams. But when the other teams are down, that's when the Port Huron High and Northern teams are kind of down, and it's like, can't we just catch a break here? Well, kind of nobody's a stranger, though, because you mentioned PH and Lance Cruz North. They played twice. Yes. PH has played Dakota twice. Yep. Um, and Northern and Anchor Bay played at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, so I mean. A lot of rematches yeah. in Division One, but no, Nobody's going to fool anybody. I think it's going to be an uphill battle. Division Two is going to be a bloodbath. Which one do you want to start with? The more Mackey district or the B Wacky well, district? Let's let's go to Armada because they're District sixty. Oh, okay. They're <laughs> matched up <laughs> and, with and District Crosslex is District sixty four. Which, by the way, if this if the state has it right, ooh, Warren Fitzgerald's in the other district. Maybe we'll get to see how legit they are yeah. in a regional game. But here's what we've dubbed maybe one of the districts of death. The top half of the bracket. Marine City plays Algonac on the Monday. The winner goes on to play Marysville. Bottom half, St. Clair plays Richmond. Winner goes on to play Armada. Who's hosting the district. Who's hosting the district. You're, we're assuming if the records and the history are going to tell us how it goes, it's going to be Marine City, Marysville, St. Clair, Armada, although we just talked about how Algonac's been pesky. And so has Richmond. If, if there's a game that, you know, on a Monday where Marine City's looking ahead to Marysville, could Algonac knock off the Mariners? I could see it. Marine City on paper wins this game and is the favorite. But just focus on Algonac. If you play your game, they'll, you'll beat Algonac. But if you're worried about Marysville, you might never get that shot at Marysville. Yeah, you, you don't get to play Marysville until you beat Algonac. And Marine City should win that game. Right. But, hey, they've already beaten North Branch once. They've shown the ability to knock off really solid teams. So I think St. Clair might be the big winner in this draw. They avoid Marine City and Marysville until the finals. Not saying Armada at home is an easy game, but I'd rather play Armada at home than have to play Marysville again or play Marine City again before the finals. Yeah, Because you get to the finals and you kind of just throw everything that's happened before out the window. I don't know why it feels that way, but you get to the finals and it's like, all right, history's wiped clean. You've both won games to get here. You both are playing well. Roll the ball out and see who comes away with these 32 minutes. Yeah, and, and you're playing to go to a regional, so right. there should be plenty of motivation. Again, 
no matter what final we get, odds are you're going to get teams that have no secrets against one another. They've seen each other before. Right. At least if this would be plays route. out the way we think it might play out. But I, I'm not at home. I'm not counting our made out. It would be what? Round four of Marysville St. Clair or Armada's first game. They haven't played any of our MAC teams, have they? I don't believe so. So I'm sure that was done by design. So Armada's kind of the one unknown unless some of the BWAC teams come through. But Marine City and Marysville, if that game happens, that's round three. And Armada's getting healthy. Yes, they are. Um, and they have it at home. That's yep. a bit, There's a big difference, the comfortability. You don't have to do the whole, all right, go there before the week, get the practice in the gym, start to get the – no, it's, hey, you, it's in your locker room. You don't have to get on a bus. It's, having it at home is a definite advantage. So, I mean – uh, again, there, there's four teams here. Uh, do I have a favorite? I do. But the defending I, champs I think, until someone knocks yeah, them off. I, I think there are four teams that can win this district. I do too. I, I'm just I'm I'm with you. Until somebody beats Marysville, I got to stay with Marysville. And here's the thing. St. Clair has been an interesting case. It feels like they kind of like – Coach Petrakowski, wear their emotions on their sleeve, and when there's a big game, boy, do they get up for big games, and they they like they will like keep some in the tank waiting for the big games because they've won a lot of them this year, like Marine City, Marysville at home, on the road at Frazier, going to Cusno and win. They have gotten up for the big games, so I don't think you have to worry about the letdown from St. Clair again. Like I said to Marine City. Take care of Richmond first. I believe they played like the second game of the year. Uh, get the win. Don't don't be that team that gets upset and set up a potential fun week of basketball. I do like districts that have six teams in them over all other variations. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I don't really have a preference, but um, here is maybe even a tougher district if that's possible. District 64, Cairo, Almont, North Branch, Yale, Croslex, Emily City. Two top seeds, North Branch, Emily City. We know the history with those two. But Cairo plays Almont in the top half. The winner plays North Branch. Cairo kept it really close with North Branch. That's a tough draw for the Broncos. Being the one seed in that district, you might have to play arguably the next best team in it. MLA City plays the winner of Yale and Cross Lex, which it being in Cross Lex, neither of those games are gimmies. I could see four teams winning this one. Could Cross Lex go on a Cinderella story in their own gym and make a run to the finals? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. No, uh, definitely MLA City looks vulnerable, especially with Alexa Forty out of their lineup. Let's let's face it; that's a, a big loss. For them, mm-hmm. so and and you know, just they beaten everybody else, but they just weren't competitive with North Branch, and that leaves a certain aura. Like, okay, there's a gap between the two. Yeah, teams. Uh, and, and other teams can look at it and go, okay, we can get Emily City. Well, and if North Branch and Emily City rematch for a, a well, a second rematch in the finals. They're going to have to do some X's and O's scheming because whatever offense they came out with in the last game was not working. They could not get the ball inside. They had no answers for the zone besides hope we can shoot them out of it, and they could not. North Branch is the favorite, but boy, if I'm North Branch, I'm not liking that Caro could be the semifinal game. Yeah. Now, let me just ask you this real quick. You don't have to go on a long rant or debate, but they use MPR for the first two teams. Would you like them to use NPR for the last however many and just seed the whole dang district? Uh, I'm Because it feels like they're just dipping their toe in the water and they're trying to keep it random but use NPR to avoid the top two teams. Because in this scenario, if you used NPR, Carroll would play MLA City in a semifinal, thus rewarding North Branch more for the one seed. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. Thing like I, I think the matchup of Carroll playing Elmont and Yale playing Crosslex kind of works out right, but yeah, Carroll going right to North Branch instead of having to play Emily City is where that 
that part of it should be switched in my mind if we're going based on records and based on NPR and all so that So if we did the whole district, here's how it would work out. North Branch would be the one seed. They would play the winner of Almont Yale. Emily City's the two seed. They'd play the winner of Caro Croslax. That if we if you seeded the whole district yeah. by MPR, yeah. and if you want the other D two district, the Armado one, uh, Marysville the one, Armada stays the two. It's actually it works out perfectly. Saint Clair plays Richmond. The winner of that would play uh, Armada. Marine City Algonac play Marysville. So that just random draw made it seed it by MPR. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's uh, move on uh, the to Division three at uh, KPAC where. Uh, again, Sandusky's winning the district. Sandusky's winning that that district, or there's something seriously wrong there. Landmark plays KPAC. The winner plays Sandusky. Memphis plays New Haven. The winner plays Sandusky. It's yeah. basically how that boils down to. I mean, Sandusky is far and away the favorite. Um, you, you just look at their records. They're the only New Haven's ten and nine, but they play in the Mac Bronze, where Sandusky would have won like five hundred straight games had they played in the Mac Bronze. Well, the the other four teams combined have twenty two wins, and Sandusky has eighteen by themselves. There you go. That's that's about all I can you can tell you with that. And it looks like if again the state site matches up correctly, the regional game wouldn't be anything crazy either because the top two seeds in District ninety are Genesee, who's twelve and eight, and Old Lakeville, that's nine and eleven. Yeah, it's it's a real different path this year for Sandusky than it was last year, where they had to come out of their district and go play at a regional of death, um, with, with three other really good. Like anybody could have won that district. They were right. playing Cass City for like the eighth time and got a one point win, and then they were playing Reese and lost, I think, by four. If you're looking at the other side, the New Lothrop district, New Lothrop and Millington are the top two teams in that district. Neither side has a crazy good record. New Lothrop's fourteen and six. The Harbor Beach district, Cass City's fifteen and six. Bad Axe is fifteen and six, and Harbor Beach is in that district. But there doesn't seem to be a Sandusky's the Goliath in that in that region. They could come out of that, and we could be talking about a Sandusky quarterfinal game. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Cardinal Mooney girls are going to try and win another district. Um, again, three of these teams really aren't that good. Right. New Haven Merritt. How good are they? They're fifteen and five. I don't know how good they, they are. They just beat CPS by a point. Yeah. Um, so again. I know we don't talk a lot about Mooney girls basketball, but they save all their wins for the postseason. Like what, three and straight district wins? Yeah, they, they've won at least three straight districts. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to go for four in a row. They'll match up with the host school, Parkway Christian. They've kind of had Parkway Christian's number in these playoff uh, games. Uh, Detroit Aerosmith plays Austin Catholic in the other game, and Merritt will get the winner of that. So I'm pretty sure Merritt's getting to the finals. It's just a question, will they be playing Mooney or will they be playing Parkway? Absolutely so. Uh, up in Peck, Mayville and Brown City is the first game. Peck and Marlette is the second game. And while those might be fun matchups, King, I Kingston don't think it really matters because Kingston is there and they're 20-1 and one and they're beating bigger Higher class schools. They beat Carroll by, by like 25. Yeah. I mean, they're just stupid good. Right. What'd you say their loss was to who? Swan Valley? Yeah. And they're like, why, why is Kingston even playing Swan Valley? For trying to give a local example, that would be like K Pack going, and not even K Pack, smaller than K Pack. Um, a school Mooney size, they're 20 and 1, and their only loss is to North Branch. Is yeah. that about a fair comparison? Yeah. Or, or Mooney. Mooney might and, be bigger than Kingston, actually. Uh, and their only loss is to Marysville. Right. Or, or Port Huron High or Northern. They're a little bigger than Swan Valley, but yeah. yeah anyway. So anyways. And then at uh, Deckerville, uh, CPS will play Caseville. Ubley will play Owen Gage, who I didn't even realize Owen Gage was playing ball. Yeah. But the state says they're 7-6. and six. They've been uh, trying, and I respect them for trying. 
and Deckerville and uh, and North Huron get the buys. Uh, actually, looking at this, I and it's at Deckerville. I think Deckerville's the favorite here, probably because there's no great teams in there. So hopefully Deckerville can get the district win at home. All right, and that's all the girls' brackets that uh, we have any interest in. Right, so that'll do it for this show. Um, hopefully we have something to talk about Friday uh, with Callie having her everything going on with her, having her kid. She's been unavailable selfishly for our girls' draft. <laughs> really? Like like a, a a baby should interrupt the girls' right. draft. They, she knows Come what on, time Callie. of the year we we get this done at. That's her <laughs> fault for selfish planning. <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll do it just us two on Friday, especially with all the cancellations. We might not have a lot to talk about. So maybe we'll do a, well, I guess an abbreviated girls' draft yeah. with just two teams on Friday. Uh, weather permitting tonight, and we're not expecting weather to permit, but uh, the hockey playoffs begin Port here on Unified against Lance Cruz Unified from Mount Clemens, 7.30 puck drop. If there is a game, I will be out there. All right. And then Thursday is way up in the air because things are getting moved around. And if, if you don't know, I do the SC4 games, and their game for Wednesday got pushed to Thursday. So if that game happens, I'll be there. But it might not happen. But no other games might happen anyway. So there's a lot of moving parts. We'll tweet out if we're anywhere on Thursday. All right. And that'll do it for this one. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.